Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Robin Legro Butler. Coach Robin is an ICF certified coach with over a decade of experience in the coaching world. As the owner of Step Forward Coaching and COO of Dream Releaser Coaching, she has extensive experience to share on how the worlds of coaching and leadership intersect. So lean in and let's get started. What's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Avail podcast. And we are with none other than Robin Legro Butler, as I like to call her Coach Robin, as her clients like to call her Coach Robin. This is her world. We're going to be talking about coaching and leadership, leadership and coaching, how these connect and how you as a leader could benefit from coaching and how a coach can benefit from leadership. Coach Robin, it's good to have you here on the Avail Podcast. How you doing? I am doing great. I'm extremely excited. Like you said, this is my lane. This is my subject. I am ready to talk about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you and I are, are friends. We work together. We're connected in many ways. I'm excited because I think uh, a lot of the leaders, uh, obviously, who connect through Avail the podcast, whether it's the audio podcast, they listen in or they watch us on YouTube, you know, they want to learn. They're always leaders want to learn. They want to grow. They want to get better. And I know this conversation with you is going to be in- extremely insightful in the area of leadership and coaching. Um, so here's what I want to do, Coach Robin, before we jump into kind of the, the meat of the conversation. Can you just tell us a little bit about your story, you know, where you came from, uh, you know, and, and obviously what led you to where you are and what you're doing now? Oh, my goodness. I've got a beautiful story. Um, <laughs> love it. That back 10, 11 years ago was just minding my own business, thinking that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was approached about going through a coaching program um, and uh, just, again, was going to be a senior lead coach, was going to be a coach trainer. And my life was completely changed just from going through that coaching program. That's why I think I have such a passion about it. Even my daughter, um, she's like, oh, my gosh, can you ever have a conversation with me without asking me a powerful question? Um, But I love what I do. Um, I love coaching. Been doing it now for 11 years. Been training coaches. Um, Just watching so many lives just um, changed and just engaged and reawakened, if you will, from coaching. And so I love that. You know, I know later we'll mention the name of my company and different things like that, but I love it. Love what I do. Work for Dream Releaser Coaching. Um, I work with Four Rivers Media. I own my own coaching business. Everything about coaching is my passion, my heart, truly my heart. That's that's so cool. You know, I think, um, and I'll, I'll kind of second that, when I began to learn about coaching with you and, and a lot of the dream releaser team, it really opened up kind of perspective to how powerful coaching can be. So let's do this, you know, avail. We focus on equipping leaders. We focus on um, producing relevant practical resources that will help leaders as they lead, whether they're leading in ministry, whether they're pastors, whether they're leading in the marketplace. So I want to talk a little bit about, coaching and leadership, leadership and coaching, right? How do you, how do you see that coaching and leadership complement each other? Some people that don't know about, about either might think, oh, aren't they kind of the same? Other people might say, well, I'm not sure. Let's talk a little bit about coaching and leadership. How do these two mix? Oh goodness. Okay. So having been a leader for a very long time, like even when I worked with the Coca-Cola company, before I started working at my church, before I got involved with Dream Release or being a leader, One of the things that I didn't know until I became a coach 
was just how little I want to say accountability that I had, not just not just accountability, but support. I'm not saying that there weren't people that were, you know, were for me and supportive of me. But let's let's face it. Most of the time when you're in a leadership position, you're not the one that's really getting evaluated. Now, yeah, what your team provides is evaluated. The achievements, the accomplishments of what you bring to the table is evaluated. But there's not a whole lot of anyone really sitting down with you. I remember a mentor of mine teaching me that everybody has to have people in their lives that can tell them no, right? Everybody's got to have that. So while I understand that coaches don't do that, we don't get to tell someone no. What we do get to do is to really provide that level of what I call the C, S-E-A, support, encouragement, and accountability. Good. We are in the role, you know, as a coach with leaders to be able to say, let me support you in the steps that you're taking. Let me support you in what you're bringing to the table, whether it be in your corporation, your ministry, whatever organization that you're involved in. At the same time, I want to encourage you to think about things that you wouldn't have thought about. And then while I don't own the responsibility of this, I want to hold you accountable to it. So, you know, in the sessions that coaches have with leaders, um, the leader can feel safe. The leader is in an environment and an atmosphere that that coach provides for them, an opportunity for them to really open up and say, these are some of the challenges that I'm facing in achieving the goals that I'm supposed to, this, that, and the other. One of the things that I've discovered in um, coaching leaders, um, Virgil, is there's not a lot of self-awareness, mm. right? Because so much of a leader's attention has to be on what their team is doing, what goal is being met, you know, all of that. There's not a lot of self-awareness. And so, so many leaders will say to me <clears throat> as I'm coaching them, look, you know, I have a heart for everyone on my team, but it seems like no matter what I do, I'm, I'm not coming across well. I'm not being accepted well, right? And so I've talked to coaches. I mean, I've talked to leaders a lot of times about the importance of empathy, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the key things for a leader to have is empathy, not sympathy, you know, not saying so much relationship that the, the, the person that works with you thinks, well, you know, Virgil's never going to get mad at me, so I could do whatever I want to. Right. No, there's expectations. There are things that should be expected and achieved. <clears throat> at the same time, if you want a better result from the people that are on your team, you oftentimes have to consider a different approach. And that comes through being aware of empathy, right? Just understanding the best way to approach your team members. That's one thing that I coach leaders on a lot. Another area is just motivation. Leaders sometimes are not motivated properly, you know, because again, it is so much about meeting expectations hmm. that they get in that place to where they lose the motivation and they'll ask themselves, why am I doing what I'm even doing? And, you know, I'll have leaders ask me that, you know, why am I even doing this? And I'll say, that's a very good question. <laughs> why are you doing this? You know, just putting that back on them and giving them that opportunity in a safe environment. I know I keep saying safe environment, but face it, there isn't always a lot of places that you can really let down your guard and be yourself. The thing that I love so much about coaching in the area of leadership is coaching is all about confidentiality. If I break confidence between myself and a client, I have no more business. 
So there's always that understanding that they are in that environment that allows for that. So the self-awareness that it brings to a leader. Yeah. Safety net that it brings to a leader. Mm-hmm. The support, the encouragement, and again, the accountability. Just, you know, what what do you need to motivate you? What's standing in your way? You know, I love the questions. You know, if your department could be different, if your ministry could be different, if your corporation could take a different turn, what steps would you take in order to move it there? Where do you want to see this mm. go? You know, where do you want to see this go? So I think it's so important. I don't think there's, you know, for me, being the credentialed life coach, I don't think there's a person walking on the planet that wouldn't benefit from having a coach. Um, I think it just goes all the way across the board. I think it helps their business succeed. I think it helps them. Let's face it. If we don't have good emotional health, we're not good at, you know, anything we do. But if we have that time where we can sit down and really take a look in the mirror and assess things, I think that it helps all the way across the board. Yeah, that's good. You know, you were mentioning something right now that that makes a lot of sense. Those of us who are leaders, and I include myself, I'm the lead pastor of our church. I lead a staff. I have volunteer leaders in an organization. We are so used to evaluating our team's performance, whether it's right. performance annual evaluations, whether it's, you know, uh, checkups and updates on how you're doing, you know, goals. Uh, but we rarely have that opportunity where someone's kind of speaking into us, asking us the questions. And, and and there's so much value in that. There's so much value in that because if if we're not careful, we end up always evaluating others, never never getting feedback, never having to be accountable, um, you know, and you talk, you said it, that self-awareness, you know, it really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not to bring up anything, I, in, in no way is this meant to sound negative, but you know, as well as I do, like when you talk to your peers, um, there's only so far that conversation can even go, you know, sure. if you will. I mean, obviously, as a pastor, as a CEO of a corporation, you know, there may be people that are in that same position that you have a kinship with, mm-hmm. you know, that you have a good a good relationship with. But at the same time, it's different than having an outside influence. It's different than having someone that's not exactly in your lane, that's not comparing what you're doing with what they're doing. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's why I feel like it is so substantial and so beneficial for leaders to have that outside influence, that person that, look, you you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but coaches don't get to have an opinion. We have them, but we don't get, you know, we have to remain neutral. And so it's not about what I think you should do with your organization. It's what do you think you should do? Hmm. You know, and when was the last time someone asked you that instead of, telling you that, you know, a lot of people will tell a leader what they need to do better. (laughs) What about asking you, what do you see that could be better? And how could you make that happen? So again, I use those words, safe environment. Yeah. I have a curious, just out of curiosity. And then, and then after this, I want to shift a little bit into kind of ownership, uh, you know, a leader, but, but I'm curious about this because you, you coach, coach Robin, you coach all kinds of people, right? but you do have a segment of them that are leaders. They're leaders in whatever the area they are. I'm sure you also have coached other people that aren't necessarily in a leadership role, but they're they're finding coaching for their for their position, for for their personal life, for other goals they have. Um, do you find that 
coaching leaders sharpens you and challenges you as a coach in your skills? We're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> it's not about me improving. No, but yeah, absolutely. Because as I as I hear them process, mm. one of the things that I love about coaching is I'll ask a question. And as that person is answering that question, I'm, you know, as I'm supposed to, I'm thinking of, okay, what would I ask them next? But as I sit and listen, one of the beautiful things about coaching is just the act of listening. As I'm listening, because they have that platform, I listen to them go all the way around their circle. And by the time they get over here, they've answered their situation. And so as they're having their aha moment, there's a part of me that's wishing so badly that I could take my pen and paper over here and go, what not to do next time, Robin? So yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Coaches grow as they coach leaders. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit, kind of following this conversation. Um, coach Robin, you've been, uh, you've been a leader in your church for as long as you can remember, you mentioned to me. Um, and obviously you're, you're also a coach. Talk, Talk to us about the importance of taking ownership as a leader, because I think one of the things that's easy for us as leaders, especially when we lead a lot of people and a lot of moving parts, it's easy to blame shift or it's easy to say, you know, well, they should have. Or Let's talk a little bit about leadership and, and ownership and what are some thoughts you have on this? Oh, man, I think one of the worst things that can happen in the mindset of a leader is to become defensive. That's going to be one of the things that I that I talk about with my leaders every time I coach them is not becoming defensive when something is brought to your attention. Mm. This is what I've always tried to do as a leader, even if I don't like what is being said to me, even if I don't like even the approach the person is taking. Here's my thought. If I grow as a result of criticism, it's a win win. Right. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm like, well, you got yours. You know, you thought you were going to criticize me. But now look. But at the same time, here's the thing. We get so defensive because we are sometimes on that platform of having to perform and wanting to you know, see things achieved. Yep. And so my thing is, I am only hurting myself if I don't take ownership and have that moment to look in the mirror and go, you know what? I may not like what's being said about the way I'm handling something, but before I dismiss it, I need to be mature enough to be able to say, was there any truth in what was brought to my attention? Is there something that I can do to make the situation better? You know, and if in the process of that, I become a stronger leader, if I grow as an individual, that is going to trickle. I don't like to say trickle down because I don't like to think of people that serve with me on my team as someone beneath me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as the leadership role, you know, we, yeah, we are responsible but it does, it spreads. And then what happens is when those people that work with you on your team, they want to come to your defense because that's happened to me a lot. They want to come to my defense because they respect me. When I can turn to them and say, hey, thank you very much, but it's not about that. Listen, we're not going to give 20 seconds attention to that criticism or yeah. who provided it. We're going to instead take a hard look at it. And we're going to say, you know what, if there's any truth to that, what can we do to make the church, our ministry, our sector, mm -hmm. our organization better? And so I think it's so important to take ownership. It doesn't only grow you, but it to me, it just makes the people that serve with you respect you even more. When they can see that you're not pouting and spouting, <laughs> but instead you're embracing and you're looking at it. You know, mm -hmm. I say this, I use these, I use so many 
little catchphrases and words, but one of the things that I use so much is assess, accept, and adjust. When something is brought to your attention as a leader, if it happens in a coaching session where your self-awareness is, you know, being raised to the surface, or if it comes to you from a peer that is seeing something and they're speaking it kindly, or if it's someone speaking rudely, assess it. Take the time to assess the whole circle and then accept it. Accept, okay, because of what I've realized during that assessment, this is what I have to accept. Sometimes it is I accept that they were wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes it is I accept that whether I like it or not, they were right. And then the third is adjust. Then how do we make the adjustment to what we realized, what we discovered while we assessed it, put our feelings aside and assessed it? And then what did we have to accept? So now what adjustments do we need to make? That is ownership. Yeah, that's good. You know, I think I think as leaders, this is a great conversation. I think there's a lot of leaders leaning in right now because sometimes we're so focused on, you know, uh, leading and evaluating things that we don't we don't turn that we don't look in the mirror, so to speak. Uh, you mentioned something, Coach Robin, as we were talking in preparation for this podcast, that the best way that a leader can serve the people they lead is by learning to coach themselves and learning to coach and take responsibility for the coaching of their team members, you know, really taking a look at, uh, at the organization and, and, and your own leadership. So what are some tips or strategies that you have or, so, or some thoughts on this aspect of learning how to coach yourself as a leader and also owning that responsibility for the team? Hire a coach. (laughs) (laughs) In all honesty, you know, like I had said, everyone has to have someone in their life that they can, that that tells them no, right? That brings things to their attention. Another thing that I do, some of the things, some of the action steps that my clients set seem so simple. You know, it's almost like the people that consider themselves a little more intelligent might think that's so simple. And yet, how often would we not do this? And here's what it is. Literally setting an alarm. Something as simple as setting an alarm in your phone for once a day, once a day, once a week. And when that alarm goes off, you look at that and it says, where have my thoughts been? Mm. What am I doing? What can I do to make myself better today? It's being on purpose. That's what I think of ownership, being on purpose, scheduling that coaching session, putting that simple alarm in your phone. Having someone that you know holds you accountable, if it's not a coach, then make it appear someone that you can check into um, that every week you, you know, you, you check in with each other and say, OK, when we talked last week, this is what you said you needed to accomplish. This is something that you said you needed to consider. You know, how's that working out for you? You know, and like I said, if you're not comfortable doing it with a person, do it with a coach or do it for yourself. Um, there is nothing more powerful to me than just the simple looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, you know, really, literally mm-hmm. at yourself in the mirror and just saying, you know, what's going on? You know, I see myself, but what's really happening right here? What's really happening right here? And as a result of that, what's coming out right here? You know, how are the words that I'm speaking, the body language that I'm presenting, um, the values that I'm living out? What message is that sending to the people that I'm expecting Virgil to wake up every day wanting to follow me? What makes me the person that someone would want to be in tandem with? 
Those questions of accountability are huge and they only make us better. Ignoring those things might make it less challenging, but then we're not a leader, Virgil. We're a manager. Mm -hmm. We're just managing what takes place on a daily basis. We're waiting for something to happen so then we can react to it. I don't want to react. I want to act. You know, I don't want to have to respond to something. I want to take initiative. How can I, as a leader, be better? How can I, as a leader, be stronger? How can I grow? Taking hard looks. Whether you're an innovator in ministry, business, or your community, Avail Plus is designed to take you to the next level. What is Avail Plus? It's an exclusive leadership resource that offers access to brand new premium resources like books, study guides, and masterclasses. It's a chance to connect with other leaders on live calls and classes. It's early access to materials no one else has held in their hands. It's the catalyst to your next season of growth as a leader. To find out more about how you can become a member of Avail Plus, head over to theartofleadership.com forward slash Avail dash plus. This is a great conversation and this is great for us as leaders to think about this. Um, you, you, we've also, ta- I learned this actually, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about dream release or coaching a little bit ahead, but I learned this with you as I, as I was going through some of my beginning steps of learning how to coach mm-hmm. and it's the grow model, you know, it's, it's the acronym grow, you know, G R O W that you use that I think is, I think it's a practical tool that leaders can use. Can you share a little bit about that? Mm, absolutely. I mean, most people that have heard of grow, right. And so they know that G is the goal. R is reality. O is options slash opportunities. Mm-hmm. And always add obstacles in there because we know mm-hmm. that as we are, you know, discovering opportunities, then we always see the obstacle that might have been stopping that. Right. And W is willing. Okay. So when I'm asking questions of the people that I'm coaching, you know, I don't usually use the G-R-O-W, but I'll ask questions like, if this could turn out the way you want it to, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. If this could improve to the place that you need it to, what does that look like? Where do you want the end result to be? Whatever it is, I always say this too. Now I'm skirting around this a little bit, but I think this is important. I always say that coaching, go with me here, is generically specific. Okay, I'm not contradicting myself, but generically specific. And here's why. Those questions can be asked of anyone. It can be asked of the pastor of the church, the person that's over a particular division of the church, and people that are serving in the church. Where do you want to see this go? If this could look like you want it to, what would that look like? And then after they identify that, then you move to, okay, so where do things stand right now? What is the current position of things? What's the current reality? And then after that, you know, after they've established that, then I'll repeat it back to them because very often you don't realize what you just said. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you said something, but you don't really hear what you said. So then as a coach, when I'll say, okay, so what I'm hearing is you're wanting this to happen with your ministry, this to happen with your business. And this is where things stand right now. So with all that said, What opportunities do you feel like you have available to you to begin to move that goal forward? What is available? What options do you have to turn this around? Mm. What options do you have to move this forward? And then, as I said, almost always, I know almost always, but the obstacles will come up. If not, 
when they present the opportunities, I'll say, so let's talk about this for a second. What has been standing in your way? Mm. So if this is what you want and this is where it is, but then, you know, very quickly you presented options and obstacles, I mean, opportunities that you have available to you. So what is stopping this from moving forward? And a lot of times they'll identify, you know, like I said, the obstacles, and then we can process those too, right? So how do we overcome those obstacles? What would be the first step you would need to take? Who's involved in that? Mm -hmm. What kind of conversation needs to happen? You know, all those, I love it. But then a lot of times what'll happen is they'll say, I think the obstacle is me. You know, I think that I don't have the confidence or because I was burned before or because I'm not sure that I really have the support that I need, or because I'm not sure that my team can pull this off, then I move to the W, the, okay, so let's talk about it. Sounds like you're going to have some things to work through. Before we can set action steps, I want to know this. How willing are you? How willing are you to do what it's going to take? How willing are you to make the investment, knowing that it may be a minute before the return? Mm-hmm. How willing are you to adjust the way you've been thinking, adjust the way you've been approaching? You know, how willing are you to make some adjustments on your team? We don't have to like this, but sometimes we discover that the people that we have serving in certain areas have no business serving in those areas. Mm. And so even coaching helps with that because it's okay. So then what's the best approach you can take with that person? What kind of relational capital do you have with them? How about this one? How influential are they within within your ministry? Sure. You know that as leaders, you know, a lot of times you make one decision, but there's a whole lot of reaction to it. So coaching a leader and just owning that, getting them to say, so this is what you want. This is where it is. These are the opportunities you have available to you. What will you do now to begin to pull that off? What is the first action step? Um, One other thing before we move on. I've always been that person, always, that used to say all or nothing. I always felt like all or nothing. Put your all into it. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful freedom, I'm going to say those two words again, the beautiful freedom that comes in coaching is recognizing it really is okay to do something. It really is okay to take one step at a time. You know, if your mentality is that you got to make everything perfect or else, guess what? You're going to walk through life disappointed and Mm -hmm. frustrated all the time. But if you can say, while I may not be able to reach this goal immediately, while I may not be able to, you know, get rid of this, um, this frustration or discord or whatever that's going on. What is one thing I can do to begin to move it in the right direction? So, you know, I say step forward. A new path awaits you. I don't say run. I don't say leap. I say step forward. How quickly you step and how big your steps are is up to the individual that's desiring the change. That's good. That's good. Come on. Coach Robin is on fire. I like it. (laughs) You know, I think... My heart and my goal for this podcast, for all the people, all the leaders that are listening in or even watching, my goal is to get all of you leaders to realize that coaching, there's a power. 
I, I want you to understand the power of coaching mm -hmm. and the power of inviting coaching into your life. You know, um, Coach Robin, I think as leaders, most of the time, we what we think is that we're responsible for solving everybody's problems. Because here's the reality. If, if we're in leadership, it would also behoove us to learn how to be good coaches. And a lot of times we always, we're always thinking about the answer. But one of the powerful things about coaching is not so much the right answers, but rather the right questions. Can you talk a little bit about the power of coaching and the power of questions? Yes, yes, yes. That was one of the beautiful things. If I can share a little bit of a personal example. Sure. Um, that was one of the beautiful things that took place for me because I had been, like you said, in leadership for a lot of years. And what was happening was because I was on staff in the office, people were coming to me. It, it sounds like I'm so great. People were coming to me. But truthfully, I must have been effective at some point because people were coming to me with their issues all the time. And what would happen is they would walk out of my office and inevitably I felt their heaviness sitting in my lap. I felt their, they walked out feeling fantastic, but I was left feeling that burden and that heaviness. And, mm. and I knew that I had been empowered with the gifts of discernment and exhortation. I loved that God had used me to be able to sense things about people, you know, and then to be able to help them by encouraging them. But what I would find was, unless they really wanted to see a change take place, a week later, they would be back in my office with the same situation. And, and I'll admit this, it's not a fun admitting, but I admit, I admit that I began to grow weary, uh, mm. weary and well-doing, you know, and I almost was frustrated and I found myself, okay, how can I love people so much but not want to talk to anybody anymore. So when I went through the coaching and I learned that I don't have to have their answer, I only have to have their question. Not only do I not have to have their answer, there's a really big possibility that I don't have it, right? That I don't have it. And so it was freeing for me to recognize I could swing wide the gate. I didn't have to close the door to people. I could open the gate as wide as I wanted it to because as people were coming to me then, I could turn it around on them, not putting it off on them, but empowering them. Asking the question to help them realize you don't mm. think you have your answer, but you really do. Yeah. Part of the problem is that you're asking 20 people what they think you should do. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we learned from a chaplain um, that actually did some grief and loss coach training with us is he said this term, I hope everyone hears this correctly. He said, don't let anyone should on you. And we said, I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? And we need to pray for you. He <laughs> said, don't let anyone should on you. And that's one of the things that I think is beautiful about asking the powerful questions with your, with your client is that you're not telling them what you think they should do. You're not one in 15 people that mm -hmm. have the way to do it. They're not confused because aunt so-and-so thinks they should do it this way, but pastor so-and-so says this, and then their best friend says that. When mm -hmm. they come to you, like the safe environment I talked about, you also provide a neutral environment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, when they answer a question and you're thinking that could not be more unrealistic, the beautiful thing is that you can then not ask leading questions, but you can ask revealing questions that say, okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the reality of that. You know, on a scale of one to 10, how practical is that? You can ask all of those powerful questions. Um, what do you think you should do? Where do you want to see this go? 
How willing are you to make that change? What is standing in your way? If this could look like you want it to, what does that look like? Okay, so now let's bring it down to what action steps you can take. By when will you do what? Mm. How can I hold you accountable to making that step? So coaching for leaders, coaching for anyone is not, It's there's nothing negative about it at all. It is empowering. It's asking powerful questions. It's listening. We call it plans. It's powerful questions, listening actively, accountability. We say no opinion, but it's also neutral because, of course, Mm -hmm. everyone has an opinion. But keeping your opinion out of it, you're neutral. And then here's the big one. Silence. (laughs) You know, I mean, honestly, sometimes as a coach, you know, you would find yourself thinking, wait, how is this benefiting this leader if I'm silent? Mm. When, When was the last time anyone just allowed them to talk? Just allowed them to process things. Sure. To hear themselves say things. So many of my clients will be right in the middle of a conversation and they'll pause. And it would be so easy for me to jump in with a question because of the awkwardness that you feel for a moment. But then literally they'll say something along the lines of, but now that I think about that, it almost seems this way. Mm. Just giving them that time. So the powerful questions are huge. Yes. Holding them accountable. Yes. Hmm. You know, but at the same time, listening, valuing them, encouraging them, empowering them, supporting them. All of that is so essential and is so used in coaching. So good. This is, this is great. Um, You know, I think when you, when, when somebody who's listening right now, leader, can begin to understand the power of coaching. There, there's kind of multiple angles. Um, one is the power of having a coach, right? Somebody that's asking me those questions and challenge me, challenge me in ways that other people aren't, right? Um, another one is the power of um, the power of coaching myself, right? Which is which is really evaluating and assessing who I am, where I am, how I'm doing things, which a coach is going to help help us with. Um, then there's the aspect of the power of coaching others. Right. And, and I think, I think we underestimate all of these, but I, I, I think I've in conversations I've had recently, uh, coach Robin, I've realized that there are a lot of people interested in learning about <laughs> learning about coaching. And so for people that are maybe in, leaning in, especially leaders um, interested in learning more about coaching can you just tell a little bit about your story and then maybe some some tips for somebody who's like, I'm interested. Where can I learn how to become a coach and how does this all work? Share with us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, I love this opportunity. Um, back in 2010, I went through Dream Releaser Coaching's um, coaching program. Sam and Brenda Chand, um, they attended my church. They attend my church. And as I said earlier, I was just minding my own business and they approached me about going through that program. Wow. And I could go, you know, for days and time that we don't have talking about how it changed my life. My expectation going into it was sure, you know, I respect Sam and Brenda. So yes, absolutely. I'll do this. It's an additional income stream to train coaches. So why not? And little did I know just how much it was going to change me, empower Mm. me, affirm me, right? Uh, No longer did I need that security for my identity that came from other people. Hmm. You know, just it just everything that it did to change me was unbelievable. So dream release or coaching 
is the coaching program that I went through. Not only that I went through, but that I work for. I'm the COO of Dream Releaser Coaching <laughs> and absolutely love everything that I do for them. We have, you know, the program is four semesters. Um, if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me about that. But you can also go to our website and it's simply uh, dreamreleaser.com. And that will give you so much information uh, about the program itself. Um, and then from that, um, because of just what coaching had done for me, we are also accredited through the International Coaching Federation. Cool. And just as a side note, the more coaching grows, the more that is recognized and accepted, it's becoming more and more important that the program that you go through is definitely accredited, credentialed program. Mm -hmm. So I'm very proud that Dream Releaser Coaching does meet that expectation. Um, I went through what I needed to go through to become credentialed through the International Coaching Federation. So I'm actually a professional certified coach through them. Um, so that, you know, so just just an absolutely beautiful journey um, of just continued growth and becoming more and more involved in understanding what coaching is. That's great. Now, uh, Coach Robin just mentioned a few important things there, uh, and I will also attest to the power of going through Dream Releaser Coaching mm -hmm. as a program to become a coach, to, to get your certification mm -hmm. through the Dream Releaser. And obviously people who say, man, I think I could go a little further and really want to make this even more official, that yeah. ICF the, uh, is, is a great option. Now, now here's the next question, Coach Robin, as we're kind of coming to the final stretch. Um if I'm honest, I think there's probably some people who are thinking, well, I wonder if Coach Robin would, <laughs> would take me in as a client, right? For somebody who wants to get in touch with you or, or maybe learn about your coaching company, can you share with us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you can find my website. It is stepforwardcoaching.net, stepforwardcoaching.net. Um, you can find me there. You can find me all over social media. <clears throat> I'm on social media as Robin LeGrow Butler. Um can do that. I mean, my email, I don't even mind giving my email address is simply mm -hmm. coach Robin Legro, um, L A G R O W, coach Robin Legro at gmail.com. Um, and we can talk about it. I can send you a calendar link and we can get you scheduled. I would absolutely love that. Well, you heard it, everybody, especially with how the world has shifted in the last two years. Uh, there's a lot of coaching happening on Zoom. There's a lot of coaching happening even remotely. So uh, if you're interested in, in tapping into the many years of experience and just coaching success that Coach Robin has had, make sure you look up her website, stepforwardcoaching.net, reach out. And if you want to follow her on, on social media, you can fo follow her and find her as well. You know, I, I always like to talk about resources, Robin, because when you have resources in your hand, resources make a difference. I'm holding here, you know, one of the many Avail uh, magazines, Avail journals that comes out with amazing leadership resources and articles uh, that's done with so much excellence. Uh, I, I want to just take a moment and let people know about this. Have you ever held an Avail journal in your hand, Robin? Oh, absolutely. Every month, <laughs> all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leaders, if you didn't know, you can claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. In other words, free annual subscription means you're going to get four. They come out quarterly. You're going to get four uh, throughout the next 
a year or so and and for free we want it's on us that first year and i guarantee you when this gets to your home you're going to be excited every time it comes because there's going to be some great leadership articles uh, it, there's we have multicultural voices multi-generational voices amazing pastors ministry leaders marketplace leaders you name it leadership practical relevant resources avail journal so availjournal.com you can claim your free annual subscription love 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 this all right let, let's let's wrap things up here coach robin what's the final nugget you want to leave on everybody's heart as we close off this conversation Wow. It's interesting because I was thinking of how I would end this, you know, of all the different things that I could say. The biggest thing that I would say is don't overlook the importance of self-care. In all honesty, that's the biggest thing. Mm. I deal with so many leaders who are so frustrated and they're just so, you know, not to get all emotional, but they're weary. You know, there are so many changes that have taken place. In the last couple of years with church attendance, I mean, we could go on and up with so many things and don't overlook the importance of self-care as you are caring so much for the people that are in your organization, that are in your church. That is fine and great, but you cannot continue to give and give and give if you begin to be empty. And so my heart is that coaching, again, safe environment. It gives you that safe environment of self-awareness, the opportunity to motivate yourself again, but to be real about what has taken that motivation away from you, to be able to be real. You know, when I, when I say what's holding you back, you know, they get the opportunity to say what's holding them back, but they don't get to live there. So then it's, you know what, and, and I'll close with this, my one of my things, own it, mourn it, leave it. You know, in a coaching, in coaching sessions, you know, what do you need to own? Okay. Then what do you need to mourn about that loss? What do you need to mourn? It's okay to have that moment of mourning, but then let's set some action steps so that you can leave that. Don't allow it to be something that holds you back. Don't let your past or even your present dictate your future. Let's dream out loud. Okay. Let's assess, accept and adjust what needs to be adjusted so that you are giving yourself as a leader, self-care. Coaching provides self-care. So good. What a great word uh, and note to end on. This has been an awesome conversation on leadership and coaching. Coach Robin, on behalf of the whole Avail family and team on behalf of Dr. Sam Chan, on behalf of Martine Van Tilborg, everybody behind the scenes on Avail, we just want to say thank you so much. We honor you. We bless you, your life, your family, for all the things that you're doing uh, in and around, you know, our, this this extended family. And we're really proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be here. I appreciate this opportunity so much. Thank you. So good. So good. Everybody, thank you for connecting with us on another episode of the Avail Podcast. I hope you've been, I hope you've been encouraged. I hope this has been something that's at least will cause you to lean into the idea and thought of having a coach, uh, learning how to coach, and of course, inviting a voice of somebody who's who's going to be able to ask you some questions that maybe the staff that you're over won't ask you, or even the peers that you're around might not even think about asking you coaching and leadership. What a great conversation. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on the avail podcast.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail Podcast. We hope you've been equipped by this conversation with Coach Robin Legro butler Remember, you can connect with Coach Robin on social media and also through her website, stepforwardcoaching.net. For more information on her recommended coaching certification program, DRC, visit dreamreleaser.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.